Life Audio. You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them. Because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. Let me ask you a question. How connected are you and your marriage or relationship? Does it sometimes feel that there's something standing in the way of the true intimacy you desire? The first step to reconnection is to measure how far you're disconnected. That's why I've created a free tool to help you check your connection. This short two minute quiz will assess how present and connected you are and how to deepen your intimacy. Take the quiz at danashay.com forward slash partner quiz. That's D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com forward slash partner quiz. Hey, friends, it's Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. You guys, I'm so happy that you are with us today on this really special episode. I have with us a special guest. He is actually earning some frequent flyer miles on this podcast. It is my hubby, Sean. And right before we started recording, I just, I couldn't get it together because he's just so, why are you like that? (laughs) What? I don't even know what you are. What am I doing? Just crazy. Okay, you guys, well. well, Family that lasts together stays together. Yeah, that's what they say. All right, you guys. Why'd you cut me off? I'm trying to, we're trying to have a serious moment here. Okay. All right. So you guys, today we are talking about a subject that is very common to most marriages. I think Um, it is discipline. And if you have ever had an argument with your spouse, like we have had many, we have had many arguments. We have had many disagreements. It literally can tear your marriage apart when you disagree on how to discipline your kids. So today I wanted us to focus on this topic because our goal here is to share a little bit about our story, our failures, um, some things that we figured out along the way, and hopes that you all will also be able to learn how to agree, maybe not unnecessarily your tactics, but learn how to agree on your outcomes, the outcomes that you want for your kids, which all of us want our kids to be thriving, healthy, whole, loving, responsible people, right? So before we get into today's episode, I do want to read our latest podcast review. And guys, thank you so much. I think there's probably not an episode that goes by that I don't ask you, hey, if the show resonates with you, please give it a like or please give it a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So I'm going to read our latest podcast episode on Apple Podcasts. So it says tips of all kind. Dana, thank you for your investment. I truly enjoy our conversations, LOL. I found your podcast two months ago, and then I decided to start from the beginning. I love, love, love to hear you and your husband's conversations. It gives two sides of the conversation, and I feel, and I find it helpful. So thank you. I look forward to catching up to now. So please continue to shine your light and helping us all. Bless you. That was from KMP number one. So thank you so much, KMP number one. Interestingly enough, I have my husband on the podcast today. I don't know if this conversation is going to be valuable at all, but we're going to... What's up with that? Jeez. (laughs) Because you and your antics. But we're going to try. We're going to try to shed some light and some wisdom. No, you stay. You stay. 
All right, Sean. All right, Dana. Thank you for being here. I know it's been a busy week for both of us. We are, um, yeah, we've just got a lot going on in our lives, as I know that many of you do. And so um, I do really enjoy having you on the show, though. I really do. Oh, thanks. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. All right. So today we're going to talk about when you disagree on how to discipline your kids. So first and foremost, I think it's important to understand that the way that you were raised really has a huge effect on how you discipline your kids. Mm-hmm. Sean, would you say that you ra- you were raised in a home that there was a lot of discipline or were you kind of free to do whatever you wanted to do? I grew up in a Baptist church. You did. So it was strict. <laughs> Single mom. Right. It was strict. Okay. Yeah. Extremely yeah. strict. Belt. Not a switch, a belt. Okay. Okay. Not punishment, a belt, okay. a whipping, okay? Right. I also grew up in a Baptist church, single mom, for the most part. Mm-hmm. I had a stepdad, but y'all know that. That was a cray-cray situation. I've told y'all about that many times on the show. Um, but my mom was the best disciplinarian. I think my mother, hmm. I mean, she, I say all the time, she was like the perfect spanker. If anything happened to us, that we did something wrong, like not something bad happened to us. But like when we did something wrong, my mom would make us tell her what we did wrong. So we had to acknowledge, Mm -hmm. right? We had to show accountability. And then she wanted us to understand why we were going to get in trouble. And we got spanked, y'all. Like I got spanked, but my mom never hit us in anger. And she would do something that I didn't learn this as an adult. Like I didn't figure this out until I was an adult, I should say where she would tell us, go to your room and think about whatever it is that you did, right? Yeah. So I would think that we were going to our room so that she could continue to torture us because we're in there like, oh my God, I'm gonna get a beating, I'm gonna get a beating, right? So we were like in there like all upset and like, you know, traumatized. But really what she was doing was she was giving herself time to calm down. Mm. So us taking a time out was really her taking a time out. And that really helped because she never hit us in anger and she would only hit us three times so we got my mom didn't really use a belt it was usually like a stick not like a stick that you find outside (laughs) that probably sounds worse than a belt but like like a yardstick or the spoon or like a paddle she would use stuff like that and she only hit you three times pow 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 that was it then she wanted to pray with you and hug you and you were like do not touch me (laughs) you just beat my butt i do not want to hug right now But that was typical. That was how my mom spanked. And so I never was like afraid of my mom. I never felt abused by my mom. She never hit us in our face. I never got slapped. She did pop me in the mouth one time because I had a mouth. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, you do have a mouth. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I had a mouth on Mm -hmm. me. And she popped me in my mouth one time. And it surprised her. Like, she, like, jumped because she was so surprised that she did that. And I didn't even, like, cry. I think I was so shocked because that's just not how my mom was. But anyway, I could sing her praises because I really do appreciate how she raised us in that way. Like, we were disciplined, but we were never abused. I wasn't abused, but I got beat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, but you were like a runner. Didn't you run from your mom? Mm-hmm. No. I thought you told me that you used to run from no, your mom. No, I was going to go in there and lay on the bed and wait for your spanking. Okay. Well, my mom always told us, you better not run because I am not chasing you. And so I never ran. Now, my sister, on the other hand, my sister was so bad. Oh, my gosh. I would be like, why don't you just act right? Like, she won't spank you if you would just act right. 
So we had all these crazy stories. Mm. What did you learn from the way that you were disciplined? Don't mess up or you're going to get a beat. Okay. <laughs> That's one thing. Um, you know, we grew up in a thing where the Bible says spare the rod. What was that verse? Um, mm-hmm. Say it. I can't even remember it all. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Yeah. So definitely was no sparing of the rod. So I wouldn't be a spoiled child. And I think, um, you know, for that time, time frame, it, it worked. It's things have changed over the years. You know, you can't spank like you need to without getting in trouble. But I mean, I really think that that played a huge part in back in those days because you really thought about doing, you know, something before you did it. You know, mm-hmm. if it was, man, the consequences of this, if I get caught, I'm going to know I'm going to be in some trouble. Versus nowadays, it's kind of, I wouldn't, punishment is not as harsh. So Right, right. So when we first got married, we had we had Chris. Chris was six weeks old when mm-hmm. we got married. Mm-hmm. What are you mm-mm-mm about? You were completely complicit in the whole teenage I pregnancy thing. To, yeah, but yeah, he should have been spanked. And you didn't want to spank. Wait, wait, you're ju- you're jumping way ahead. Okay, yeah. so we got married, and my whole thing, I wanted to be like this new age parent that like t- did timeouts and that like you know gentle parenting all the things like remember i used to watch the super nanny all the time yeah mm-hmm. so that was gonna be my like the way that i was gonna parent i did not want to spank not because i was abused or anything but i just thought hmm. there must be a better way than like hitting your child to get them to behave so i wanted to have conversations with a two-year-old, I wanted to try to do all these things. And so not only did I not spank in the beginning, but I did not discipline at all. So Chris, bless his heart, was an absolute terror. I mean... To you. Right. Well, to me. Because, yeah, because you didn't let him get away with all that stuff. But I did. And so I remember I was so frustrated because he would not listen. Mm-hmm. Like, he would not listen. And so I remember there was one day I was sitting on the stairs. We used to live in this townhouse. And I was sitting on the stairs. And I called my mom. And I was literally crying on the phone. Like, Mom, Christopher won't listen to me. And I was like, do you think he doesn't listen to me because we're young? Mm-hmm. And she was like, he don't listen to you because you don't beat his tail. Like, you don't mm-hmm. spank him. And then y'all, like literally the next day, I was like, I am done with gentle parenting. And it went from like, I never spanked Chris to Chris was getting spanked about everything or over everything. And so I went literally like overnight went from like one end of the pendulum to the other end. And obviously that's not helpful. Mm-hmm. But so then we added some more to our crew. We added Kayla, Corey, Colin. Okay. So Sean, what is the biggest thing that we disagree on when it comes to discipline? The biggest thing we disagreed, I think, of um, what the the punishment should be. I think we disagree on what the rules are. Because I feel mm. like you are like the fun parent. You, you are. You're like the fun parent and you like don't have a lot of rules. I believe in rules and structure and boundaries and mm. responsibility and accountability. Doesn't that sound fun? No. Right. So... The kids obviously gravitate to you more because you're the fun parent who's going to like that, let them get away with everything. And I'm like the responsible parent that makes sure that everyone stays alive and eats like healthy food. And, you know, there's always been that, that like tension, I think, because of course kids are going to come to you 
because they're going to get their way with you. And then I always feel like the bad guy because I have to lay some kind of order up in this place. Lay in order, you just strict. I, but I'm really not. Like, honestly, even with like our 16 year old, you wanted him to go on group dates. Yeah. The man is in 11th grade. <laughs> There's a reason behind that. <laughs> okay, but you're telling me I'm strict. Yeah. I'm like, he's fine. Let him go out and enjoy his life. No. You let you set up parameters so if he can act right in a group, he acts right single, you know, by himself. I I, I get all that. And I think group dating is, is fine. I'm just saying you tell me I'm strict and I'm like, I'm not strict, like case in point. So even though you're like the fun parent that lets them do whatever they want. I feel like you have these times where you just become like this strong disciplinarian out of nowhere. And I'm always like, I'm a very reasonable person. So I'm like, I'm trying to reason with the kids and letting them know, like, I want them to know why the so the reason. rule is in no, place. You, no, this is the rule because we're the parents. We've been through this. We know. So this is what it's going to be. And so there's no read because when you give them a, a reason, then there's a lot of back and forth. And so I nope. Just you can do this, you can do that, you can't do this, can't do that. If you don't like it, well, you'll be eighteen, so you can go do your own thing. But see, I don't feel like that works. I feel like that worked for maybe our generation, but this generation, they need to know why things make sense, or they need to know but why you, you're they catering can't do something. to them. I don't think it's a yeah, cater. They need to know why. No, you don't. This is why you don't do it. You know, you don't have to. You don't do this. Because that's whatever. You don't have to go into a long reason. And it has to make sense. It's not going to make sense to you. You might not understand it until later. So if I'm going to spend forever trying to make something make sense to you, we're going to go round and round. Yeah, I you don't, guess. They, I don't mean, know, they don't have the life experiences that we do. Right, right. So therefore, everything is not going to make sense to them. Right. And I agree on that for the most part. But I... <laughs> But I do still think that there are times where, like, if they're not being disrespectful, if they're just asking for a reason, then I don't see anything wrong with explaining to them, like, this is why. There's so, certain times when you can ask and certain times when you don't. Agreed. All right. We're going to take a little pause and we're going to hear a word from our sponsor and we'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Okay, we're back. You guys are hearing one of me and Sean's conversations in real time, like why we disagree on the whole, should you reason with your kids, should you not? Let me just say this. I think that when we're talking about discipline, we have to first understand that the root word of discipline is disciple, which is to teach. So if you are thinking, okay, this whole like discipline thing 
is just about punishment, then you're going to miss the mark. It's not just about punishment. It's also primarily about teaching your kids. So this is why, again, one of the reasons that I like to talk to them and like explain things to them is because you're teaching them, just giving them an arbitrary rule and saying, you can't do this. And oh, well, if you don't agree with it, you'll be 18 one day. Like, I just yeah, feel like that's so ineffective. In the moment, you don't you shouldn't have to explain in the moment, you know, at times where you can't explain, you know, there's it could be something going on. No, this is a decision. You accept it and keep on moving. If you're not going to follow these rules, you know, and then at a later time, you can sit down and talk about it. But it's not every single time we're going to have a conversation about it. Do you think I have a conversation with them every single time? Majority every time. But you said every single time. <laughs> Look, these are, I mean, kids need to understand that rules are put in place, you know, are you going to, if you get pulled over for speeding, you're going to have a conversation with the police officer and, and he needs to explain to you why you shouldn't speed, why you didn't do all that. No, he's going to give you a ticket. You shouldn't have been speeding. If he's nice, he might explain, but he's not going to look. There's a law in place mm -hmm. that you have to follow. If you go to work, you have to be there at eight. You decide to come in at 830. What happens? But what I'm saying it doesn't is, make sense to me. I, you know, I, I think I should have to be able to come in at 830. Why I have to come in at eight? It's not, really not that busy. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is like you, you use the analogy with the police officer. The police officer is pulling you over because you broke a rule that you already knew about. Right. So if we're giving our children a rule, mm -hmm. it's, we're giving it to them. They've never had this rule before. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, hey, you guys. For example, our kids are not allowed to eat upstairs, okay? We don't want bugs. We don't want spills. You can eat downstairs. You can eat in the dining room, the kitchen. You can eat downstairs, but you cannot eat upstairs. We've explained to them why, right? So we didn't just say nobody eats upstairs, and, and we don't even eat upstairs. So I feel like to tell your children this is the rule and this is why like isn't a big deal now if they want to sit there and argue with you well you know oh my friend down the street gets to eat upstairs and oh i'm not gonna spill anything and we're going back and forth and yeah it can be a problem but i just don't see that there's a problem with you explaining the rule this is what the rule is and this is why i feel like kids are going to be more apt to obey them if they realize like the logic and yes, they're not always going to realize the logic. I get that. Mm -hmm. But at least making an attempt as, as the parent to say, this is why this rule is in place. I can agree with that some of the time, not all the time. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, we're, we're at an understanding there. So what is like the biggest, like I'm thinking about times that you and I, we start having marriage problems because of our kids. Like, can you think of an example without like outing our kids and telling other business? Um, I think one of the problems with us was really when one would make a decision on discipline without including the other. We would just make a decision, and then if I made a decision, you would just have to kind of go along with it if you didn't agree with it, or vice versa, without talking first. And we might not agree or or feel the same about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that happens a lot. You know, I am very much, like I said, into accountability and responsibility. So because I have taken the time to explain these rules, if child, said child disobeys them, I'm swift with the consequence. You don't really pursue consequences. You do a lot of threatening 
I but, pursue. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. You be like, you guys, if you do that. And they get themselves together. You guys, if you, it, and then you're like trying to find like a consequence, but it's not a consequence. Like, no, they, this is you. This is you. You guys, if you do that, it's it's not going to be good. There you go. I'm like, woo. But they <laughs> go fix it. They, but they get themselves together. So I don't have to okay. make an empty threat. Okay, but it becomes an empty threat because it's not going to be good. It's not a consequence. They they said, well, I don't want to find out what it is, and they go do what they're supposed to do. Sweetheart, you are delusional. I'm, I'm sorry. Not. I'm sorry, them kids. Uh-huh. They be, listen, I'm like, you. it's like a boundary, right? Like when I'm coaching couples and I'm saying, okay, this is how we draw boundaries. You have to state what the boundary is, and then you have to state what the consequence is if that boundary is violated. So, for example, if your boundary is you are not going to speak to me disrespectfully, then you have to say that to your spouse or your partner or whomever, right? You are not going to speak to me disrespectfully, or this is actually, you're not going to technically when you give someone a boundary, you're not telling them what they're not going to do. You're telling them what you're not going to do. So I do not allow people to speak to me disrespectfully. If you choose to speak to me disrespectfully, then I will walk out of the room or I will not pursue a conversation or I will have to end this relationship, whatever it might be. That is clear communication, right? So you would be like, y'all, you're not going to keep on talking to me any old kind of way. If you talk to me like that again, you just, you just wait. You just wait. It's just, I'm saying like, that's an example. Like that's an example of how you would normally like lay out the, the quote air quotes consequence. Like I said, when I make my stance, they tighten up. Okay. Okay. You keep on believing that. Oh, I know. I'm watching when the chores aren't done. Who has to come be the enforcer? Yeah, you do. And I say it, and then they get in there and do it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they do. Mm. So I think if I had to answer that question, what is our biggest, like, what do we disagree on the most? I think it is like, I feel it's so weird because, like, you think I'm strict. And I think you're too lenient. You're strict at times. Sometimes you just uh, ignore it. I think, like, when it comes to safety, anything that involves their safety, I have pretty strict rules. Anything that regards, like, their health, their eating. Um, I mean, my kids yeah, are older, and I still monitor their food because... They don't. I, they can give them parameters and let them... I, yeah, I, I just feel like... I mean, if you leave teenagers to their own devices, we see how our kids eat when we're not like Bite making me. them right. And that's the problem is that they see this example in you. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. We're not talking about children's nutrition. We are talking about discipline here. Ladies, are you looking for a community that understands the ups and downs of married life? Thrive Wives is the ultimate group mastermind for women from strong marriages to struggling marriages. Thrive Wives is your go-to resource for inspiration, support, and lifelong friendships. Our dedicated coach and marriage experts provide guidance, encouragement, and tools that will help you navigate your unique marriage journey. Join our thriving community at thrivewives.com, where you'll connect with like-minded women 
who just get you. It's time to take charge of your marriage and unlock your full potential. Visit thrivewives.com today and start your marriage journey toward a stronger, more fulfilling marriage. Thrive Wives, where women not only vibe together, we thrive together. So Sean, if you had to tell a couple, okay, you guys are disagreed about how you want to discipline your children or teach your children, because that's what this is all about. How can a couple actually move forward even when they disagree on the actual discipline? Well, I think we've learned a lot. I mean, um, and it's coming back. One thing we decided to do years ago was not um, disagree in front of the children. Right. So we, I mean, it's give and take. So you're, you're not always going to agree. But some things you you have your um, your absolutes. And so if it's an absolute for a certain person, then you go with that. And then you discuss it in private. And then if you can come to a different agreement, the one who made that, that stance goes back and changes it. So I think that's one thing for us that really helped us and listen to our older kids say, man, like we never seen mom and dad disagree or argue in front of us, you know, and they always, they always talk about everything. They tell, they tell each other everything. And so it's, it's, you know, you're setting an example, not even really knowing it. And, and by that you're, you don't have to worry about um, certain disagreements or if one of them comes to you, like mom said this and I'm like, mm. Let me talk to mom about it, and, mm-hmm. and I get back to you and stuff like that. So that's one thing we, we've done. Yeah, we actually have done a really good job. I know Kayla said the other day, she was like, you know, mom and dad are in, they're in unity on everything. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, okay, good. Okay, Sean, like, I'm going to, like, high-five you. Like, okay, because I don't feel like we always are. I feel like we definitely have disagreements. But the fact that our kids see us as a united front, mm-hmm. I think, is so great like it's so important and you're right like there'll be times that you might say something to the kids now inside I'm like oh my gosh like I completely disagree with that or that's too this you know that's too lenient or that's too much or whatever it is but we're not going to sit there and have that conversation in front of them because that I think does so many things Mm -hmm. one it makes your kids feel insecure because they're like I'm gonna have to choose a side like kids don't like to see their parents disagreed and not that you never have disagreements we have disagreements sometimes but for you to disagree in front of them openly like that makes them feel insecure. Two, they find the weakest link. Mm-hmm. Like that's just a kid's specialty is to find the weakest link in their parents and then to play that, to take advantage of that. So I think when we are saying, okay, you know what? We're going to present a united front and then we give each other those looks like we'll talk about this later. We'll mm-hmm. talk about this in the bedroom. You know, that is, that is super important. Yeah. Um, can you think of an example of a time where I did something that you were like vehemently against and you like, how did you handle that? <laughs> you want to really give an example? Yes. When you put it, said child outside. Oh, y'all, I lost my mind. We're not going to say what child, but yeah, let me tell you something. Kids can make you go crazy. Kids can push the crazy button. So you want to tell a story? You want me to tell I was, You tell it because you were in it. I just got the after. Like, what, what the heck's happening right now? Y'all, one of our children 
he put us through some uh, i just gave it well you know it's not kayla one of our kids put us through some changes okay and he would just do things just to get under my skin and i wanted to like i was like you know what this is my child i love my child this is my child the lord has blessed me with this person i love this kid right like i hadn't like taught myself off the ledge one night though y'all he he took me there and you know how you're watching, like, I felt like I was watching a movie. Like, I was not in my body anymore. If there are any therapists that are listening, they're like, oh, my gosh, she had a mental breakdown. But, like, I literally just, like, flipped a switch. And I didn't, like, abuse him. Praise the Lord. We have never abused our kids, mm-hmm. right? But I was like, get out. Don't play that. Like, get out, you know? And so, what did you say? Don't play that? We don't play that. Oh. Abuse thing. Yeah, yeah. You're right. So, I was like, get out. So I put this kid outside. It was like 930 at night, y'all. And I just was like, get out. And I did not realize it at the time, but he had on um like some like boxer shorts or like athletic shorts. And that was it. And it was snowing outside. And like, I just didn't think about that. Like, I was like, oh, my God, my kid is outside with some boxer shorts on, no shoes, no coat, no shirt, nothing. And I was that angry that, like, I literally zoned out. And so what happened? Did he call you and then you called your cousin? You called Charles? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, he called Sean and then Sean called his cousin Charles to come over here and pick this kid up. So, like Sean's because calling me. Yeah. yeah, you are at work. You always are at work when like the crazy things happen. So Sean's calling me and I'm like, what am I? Did I answer the phone? Mm-hmm. And what was I like? I don't remember that part. You're mad. I was mad. You said what you did and, and classic, not one to listen at first. So I have to. Why do you have to? Nobody <laughs> asked you if it was classic. And I do listen. I'm actually a really mad. good listener. Because you're mad. So you blew me off. Mm-hmm. You don't want to listen. So didn't want to let him back in. So I had to call my cousin to come pick him up, talk to him a little bit until you calm down and let him back in the house. But I think I did put some clothes outside for him once I realized the boy was out there half naked. Like, but y'all, I mean, and and like, that's not even, some of y'all are like, oh my gosh, I've done way worse. Some of y'all are like, oh my goodness, call CPS right now. He is alive and well and thriving (laughs) today, okay? But my point is, is that you can get so angry as a parent, especially when you feel like you're parenting alone. And real talk, Sean, I felt like I was parenting alone for so many years because your busy, busy schedule and the fact that I felt like I was the only one that was keeping order and structure, whereas you were just kind of like, winging it keyword you felt right so you felt so i mean that's i think that's very key to um parenting is when one person feels a certain way Mm -hmm. and they see and view it a certain way so it it goes back to communication because if you don't communicate and you're thinking that you're the only one doing something then you're going to you know well i'm the i'm the enforcer i'm this i'm that because you don't enforce anything where it's not true i mean it's my stance was, well, you've already in, in issued a punishment. I'm, okay, I'm not going to come in and do anything else. It's already done. Yeah, I think I was communicating, though. I don't think you were hearing me. Like, I was crying out to you, being like, I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed. You know, at that season of our life, we had that one child who was really, really, really pressing our buttons. And it was just like, and then they're taking all their frustration out on me. Like, that was really hard. That was a really hard season to go through. 
with our kids. And so I feel like there has to be that support, you know, like if there's one spouse who's like overwhelmed and like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm being like, um, singled out by that child, or I feel like I'm the one having to do all the things and the other spouse has to be able to like, come on board and help, you know, and like support, not just to be like, okay, I'm not going to go against you, but like, that's great. You're not going against me, but I also need you to be for me. I also need you to, you know, tell that child, hey, you're going to respect your mom or dad. Like, I don't know, you know, what y'all's family dynamics are that are listening, but I think that you can't just say, okay, well, I'm not going to go against you. But it's like the child needs to see that you are for their their parent. Mm -hmm. All right. Can you think of anything else? Mm, That was the biggest one. But wow, what you got? I know. I think for me, um, I don't know. It's like. Yeah, you don't really have much because I'm just a great parent. Yeah. You're a good dad. You really are. But you're a great mom. Too, well, thanks. So. I appreciate it. I think the kids realize that the older they get. <laughs> they don't necessarily enjoy it as much when they've got all the structure and the, the organization and discipline. Mm-hmm. But I think if I had like a biggest like takeaway nugget word of wisdom it would just be to understand that like your spouse has different values and there's certain things that are really important to your spouse that might not be important to you Mm -hmm. so don't belittle those things you know like for me I was not into sleepovers I was like we're not doing sleepovers y'all can play all day long and then that little kid can go home and you can you can stay home or you can come home and they can stay at their house right because you like sleepovers Mm -hmm. and I mean I I had sleepovers when I was younger, but I knew what we did at sleepovers. And I was like, I'm not about it. So that was a, a case in point where if one parent, I think you said it earlier, Sean, like if one parent is adamant on something, it's not just like an opinion, but like you can see that your spouse is really like they feel seriously about this particular topic. Then I think it's just wisdom to say, you know what, even though I'm OK with that, my spouse isn't. Mm-hmm. So we're going to just we're just going to default to what my spouse says. Yeah, but I also like I said, it has to be give and take because it can't always be. Oh, I don't. I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable. And then, then you're just you're going to get frustrated. So I mean, it has to be. You guys have to be able to communicate about things. And like I said, they're adamant. Talk it out and, and trying to understand why said spouse is adamant about this thing. You know, maybe there's a fear that you can come or something, and you know, and show ways that you can. You're like, okay, I I hear you. I understand you. You know, what if we did? What if we tried this? Mm-hmm. What if we tried this or something? Don't just be um, disagree. You know, have a solution behind your disagreement. Right. Yeah, that's good. And I think like one of the things that we kind of came to a truce with is our kids can have sleepovers over here. You know, like y'all can sleep over over here. And now that our kids are older, that that's been I've gotten more lenient. I mean, we still don't do a whole bunch of sleepovers and stuff, but. Our kids have slept over. And obviously, if we're closer to the parents, you know, all that stuff. I mean, there's different layers to that. But, like, just your little friend that you met in school and now y'all having to sleep. No, no, no. We're not doing that. He can come over here. She can come over here and potentially sleep over. But, um, yeah, you do have to have that give and take. I think, you know, at the end of the day, 
we say this to our kids all the time. Like I knew your dad before I knew you. Like mm-hmm. that's what I tell the kids about you. Like I knew dad before I knew you. And when you're gone, he's still going to be here. So what y'all are not going to do is come in between our relationship. Yeah. And I think that there are so many couples, so many marriages that they allow their kids to come in between them because of these disagreements. And that's just unfortunate right? because at the end of the day, your spouse is the most important relationship, not your child. Right. I'm going to say that again because I just hurt somebody's feelings. I know somebody just turned me off right now. Uh. Your spouse is your most important relationship, Mm. Mm. not your child's. Boy, you you better get some emails. (laughs) It's Mm. the truth. It's Uh. called Real Mm. Relationship Talk. Uh. And that's the truth. And y'all, if I didn't tell you the truth, I would not be loving you. So if you have put your child in the number one spot, you got to get that kid out of that spot mm-hmm. because that, that is not that where they belong. Stuff, boy, it does. Boy, it's a whole nother episode. Right? We can do yeah. a whole part two on all the stuff Ooh, that that boy. leads to. Yeah. So, well, Sean, thank you for being in here. I know it's getting a little steamy in here, not yeah. because I'm so hot, but because we literally have no vent. You guys, my podcast studio has no like air conditioning vent. Hey, easy now. Because hey, you, you told them before that I, I built this. You for did you. build it. <laughs> so, Jeez. <laughs> and I appreciate Man. it, but you forgot one very important thing. So it's y'all limit, be in here burning up some limitations to this thing yes. here, okay? Yes, there is limitations. And so we have two wow. people in this studio and it's like, Sean's like over here, like faint, y'all can't see me if you're not watching this on YouTube, but like, anyway, I do appreciate you being here. So you guys, I hope that this episode has been um, maybe helpful for you. We didn't spit a whole bunch of advice per se, but know so that you are not alone. Communicate communicate yes communicate but know that you're not alone and know that there are other couples who are disagreeing over how to discipline their children there's no perfect way there's no like best solution and the more kids you have the more opportunities you have to get right you know like we tell chris all the time our oldest were like you were our experimentation child we didn't know what the heck we were doing you know and then like the second kid comes along and you're like oh okay well i figured that out but then the second kid is way different than the first so then you've got like that whole thing we have four kids and so we think colin is like oh okay we figured it out and the older kids are like you guys are so weak you guys are so lenient y'all let them do whatever they want (laughs) and we're like no we just don't have time for all that drama and like craziness anymore so anyway but anyway you guys thank you so much for listening today you can find the show notes of this episode at realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode one five seven look at you you know the episode numbers. So as we end every episode in saying, I'm going to test you here. What's, what do we end every episode and say? Go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> you should know this. A good relationship is not one that works. A good relationship is one where you put in the work. Let's get to work, my friends. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode.